You are listening to episode 70 of the Climb Your Mountain podcast, The Price of Admission. Welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a certified personal trainer, high altitude mountaineer, and ultra runner. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like a mountaineer so you can boost your chances of reaching the summit. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, mountain climbing will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Hey friend, how you doing? Did you have an awesome weekend? And did you like the new theme music? (laughs) After a year of just the jankiest of production on this podcast, I'm actually starting to make some changes. So hope you like the new music. There's a few new things you might see rolling out in the next couple of weeks. Please don't be alarmed. The podcast is here to stay. Nothing is really changing other than some of the branding things that are just kind of cosmetic. So yeah, I had a wonderful weekend. I actually took a friend who lived in Colorado for a long time, did a lot of rock climbing, mountaineering, but she had been away for a couple of years. And so She's back, and I took her on a scramble up Torrey's Peak, which some of you know that's a 14er in Colorado. It's one of the easy ones that's pretty popular, but we did a class three route. It's called Kelso Ridge. It's a lot of fun. And the thing that was the most fun about it, I think, was that it was two women on the climb. And like the people that are sitting up at the top, when we came up to the top, there were probably about 40 people that had come up the standard route that day. And they've been watching all day people kind of coming off Kelso and usually it's guys or once in a while, maybe a couple, a guy and a girl. And they were so blown away to see two girls come off. And they're like, was it scared? Is it hard? Blah, blah, blah. So that was actually really fun. We talked to a bunch of people. Hopefully we inspired some people, pumped them up to climb Kelso Bridge when they're ready to do it safely. It's not for everyone. Please don't go running (laughs) to do it right now if you've never done any class three. But what a blast. It was such a good time. So definitely a good weekend for me. And yeah, let's just dive right into the topic for this week. It's called the price of admission. And this is a concept that I actually learned from a business coach, Lindsay Mango. I'll put a link to her excellent podcast in the show notes. And she was talking about the price of admission and all the uncomfortable things that come with building a business. And I was listening to it and I thought, oh my God, this is so perfect for mountaineering. I could totally redo this and apply it just so perfectly to our sport and what we do. So I'm going to do that right now. So what is this whole concept of the price of admission? So I want you to think about some of the awesome trips on your bucket list, maybe Sometime in your life, you want to climb Mount Rainier, climb Aconcagua, Denali, Everest. Maybe it's a trek. You want to do the Inca Trail or a through hike. You want to complete the Appalachian Trail. And maybe you're, in theory, like really, really excited about these trips, but you notice that you're holding back on fully committing. Either you keep putting the trip off, it's always going to happen next year, or maybe you have dipped a toe into training, into planning, and then pulled back. You realize that while climbing this mountain would be really, really cool, you're going to have to go through a lot of discomfort to get there. And what do I mean? I'll just run through a short list of the discomforts involved in mountaineering training. These are the ones that just came off the top of my head. You can probably think of like 30 more, but 
some of the discomfort people go through during training is anticipatory anxiety and fear. The brain is programmed to constantly think of all the ways you could die on this trip. That's just the way it is. And even if those aren't realistic, they're going to run through our head just because our brain is programmed for survival. I can tell you, before I went on my Bolivia trip, my big mountaineering trip down in South America, I was ready to make out my will. Like I just spent like months before that trip thinking of, all the ways I was going to die and like reading trip reports and kind of thinking in my mind, oh, there's the part I'm going to die on. Like it just, I just couldn't quit, even though I knew in my mind it wasn't super realistic and it was pretty uncomfortable to go through, even though I knew that it was my brain messing with me. Other things that feel just uncomfortable during training, having workouts that totally fall flat. I think a lot of us have this perfectionist fantasy that we can always follow our plan exactly the way we want to. But for all kinds of reasons, we will have workouts that suck, like good case in point, GI issues. I think I told the story on here not too long ago where I was out for a run and just in the middle of it, really had to stop and walk back because I was about to shit my pants. And I was along the way, like looking at people's trash cans. I was kind of in a area where I could run down to a neighborhood and I'm like, would it be okay if I just like went and shit in their trash can? Because I really think I'm not going to make it back to the start. So even with the best laid plans, things like this will come up. Same thing with missing workouts due to illness, injury, work and family commitments. And then a lot of people panic. And the truth is there's no such thing as a four to eight month training season without something unexpected jumping up that demands our attention. But that really scares the perfectionists and a lot of us. They're like, oh my gosh, I missed two or three workouts or a week's worth of workouts. And and now I'm sunk. It's all over. Other things that are uncomfortable, training in terrible weather, the heat, the cold, the wind, the snow, injuries, going to physical therapy, paying the horrible, if you're American especially, the horrible deductible on your health insurance because you get to go see the doctor. And speaking of money, our sports are not cheap, so there's financial discomfort. It might look like investing in gear, guides, coaching. This stuff is is really not cheap. I'm sure you've figured this out if you've been doing it for more than a hot minute. Changing your diet, giving up maybe some foods that really give you pleasure, that you really enjoy. One thing I've realized through my ultra running is I can't be a person who runs 50 miles a week, sometimes in the heat, sometimes in the cold, and still drink alcohol like I used to. I really had to give up my drinking habits. And that was hard because alcohol is fun. And I always felt like it made me a fun, less awkward person. But I also know that when I'm drinking a lot of it all the time, it wrecks my immunity, it saps my energy. And I just decided that running was more important. But it was a sacrifice. How about working out on vacation while everyone else is having fun? They're down at the beach and you got to go for a run and leave the party. A lot of times during training, we experience judgment, judgment from others who maybe don't think we can do it or don't think that we should be doing it, and also ourselves and some things we might judge. I'm spending a lot of time away from my kids or my partner in order to train and Maybe you think things like, I shouldn't be taking so much time off from work. (laughs) And if you're single, you might get the one where you should be focused on getting married and making babies because that's the most important thing in life. Coming from the Midwest, I can definitely relate to that one. No one can understand why you'd want to focus on climbing a mountain instead of making a baby, which to the disappointment of so many people, I still haven't done, but there you go. Training means dealing with self-doubt, never feeling ready. We have an entire podcast episode on this. 
if you want to check it out, I'll put a link in the show notes. Training means giving things up, your free time, your other hobbies, times with friends and family. You don't necessarily need to give up all the time with them, but yeah, you're obviously going to give up some with endurance training. It's just a time intensive thing. Another form of discomfort is training for months, knowing there's a decent chance you won't summit the mountain. Mountaineers are just really weird that way. We train for a long time and put in so much effort just to have a chance. And I've talked about this elsewhere in the podcast. Really, what we need to be focusing on is not so much that summit as becoming the person who could climb that mountain. And I'll put a link in the show notes to one of those episodes. But yeah, isn't that an interesting thing to think about? And the thing I think that is the most uncomfortable about getting ready for a mountaineering trip, a trekking trip, a big hiking trip, a ultra marathon, is that we have to make lots of life changes at the same time. We got to change our food, our exercise, our mindset. Most people work on one of these at a time. And you really don't have a choice. You get to break all the chains at once. But man, is it uncomfortable at times to do that? Think, looking at all these sources of discomfort, do you see why people hesitate to go after their dreams? It takes a lot of discomfort to stand on that summit or finish that through hike or finish that ultra race. But in this case, it's important to remember that discomfort is the price of admission to your dreams. All successes, they're built on a pile of failures. And the bigger and the more beautiful the dream, the higher the price of admission. So Lindsay Mango says, I love this, you get admission to any result you want. You just have to decide what you're willing to pay. So how do you do that? Here's a couple of questions to ask yourself. What do I really want? What event do I want access to? Is it climbing the hill in the backyard or Mount Everest or something in between? So if you have a journal, maybe go ahead and write that down. It doesn't have to impress anyone else. It just has to make sense to you. Then you ask yourself, what am I willing to pay? What am I willing to let go of to make this happen? What am I willing to go through? So write it all down. And then what I want you to do is come back to that every day and recommit. Get really excited about what you're creating in your life, even when it's uncomfortable. Because when you're intentional about paying that price, that's when you really get to step into your power, when you become unstoppable. No matter how many snowstorms or sprained ankles or work trips life throws in front of you, the results are still inevitable because you're going to keep coming back. And what you can create from this powerful place, that's when life gets to be really amazing. And at that point, it doesn't even matter whether you get to the top of the mountain, because through the process, you've become a person who creates your own destiny. And that, I think, is worth any price of admission. So friends, that's what I have for you this week. Have a great week. If you want to ask questions, just connect, just chat, reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at MissAdventurePants. I also have a Facebook group. It's called Mountaineers and Backpackers in Training. So would also love to see you there if that's your jam. And yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful week and happy training. Hey friend, if you're enjoying the pod, there are two simple and free ways you can show your support. First of all, please share this with a friend who might find it helpful. And second, please leave a review on iTunes. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in.